Welcome to Day Zero Update for August 22nd, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Jan Repictorio. And yeah, we've got uh, a bit of a light week on news. Uh, still a decent amount of stuff here to talk about. Uh, a couple of events that happened. The Pokemon Presents. We got some bits of news there about uh, some more things that are happening in uh, the two main games that they showed. Uh, we got QuakeCon news, one surprise release, and one that uh, is not. Uh, one that's getting another release for uh, the first time in a few years, but one that people would not be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but we got some other stuff here that uh, we'll be talking about. There's some news about uh, Outriders. Yeah, that's uh, uh, people not getting paid. Uh, it's not really that. Uh, it's a bit of a different kind of news, but mm. uh, we had WWE 2K22 make a showing again because uh, they're going to try and actually release that this time. I uh, don't know what sort of quality it'll be, but, you know, uh, we also got some news about Halo Infinite and what it will not have at launch. Yeah. Uh, joining other things that won't be there. Mm. Uh, we got some news about uh, some games getting updates and some new stuff, a new demo, uh, and a couple other things there. So we'll get to that stuff after we talk about what we've been playing. I will start mm. off here. Uh, I've been playing some Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the director's cut on the PS5. Mm-hmm. And particularly today, did the did a stream of the Iki Island expansion. Yeah. Uh, which so far has been really quite nice. It's uh, as you would expect from the way that they presented it in the announcements and trailers and such that it is very much a different tone mm-hmm. to uh, the Tsushima stuff. Yeah. Uh, where it is much darker, uh, kind of the theme that I have gathered from uh, the bit that I've played that there is a lot of, of reckoning for uh, Jin, uh, for mm-hmm. what has happened on Iki Island, which involves uh, his father, uh, yeah. their exploits, uh, particularly the way that his father died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing that they did on the island is they sort of cracked down, as the samurai sort of cracked down on the bandits that and the raiders that roamed Iki Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of like story stuff surrounding that. That is uh, pretty interesting, as well as you're facing the Eagle Tribe mm-hmm. that has is being led by this uh, sort of, uh, I don't know what she is, she's kind of a shaman, I guess, mm. uh, but she sort of feeds Jin this, this, uh, this drink of some sort, this potion that he's calling a, uh, a poison that sort of lets her infect his mind uh, in an interesting way, so like even after you escape her grasp, uh, he occasionally just gets like messages from her, especially if you're being a ghost, you know, sneaking mm-hmm. around, taking pot shots at enemies uh, with your bow and all that. She'll get on you and talk shit about how you're not fighting with honor, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but gameplay-wise, it's a lot of the same kind of stuff. Uh, there's some new activities on the island. There are 
these animal sanctuaries you can find that lets you, you know, pet uh, the animals there. The deer one I found is the first one that I see most people find. Uh, you get to pet the deer uh, and see their buttholes and all that kind of stuff as they walk <laughs> around. Um, you got to get that realism. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there are a bunch of other creatures on the island. I've not had chances to interact with them. I found these things that they kind of look like tanuki, but they're more cat-like. I'm not sure what kind of creature it is. Uh, maybe it'll show up here at some point. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's still like the the dogs, the weird black furry dogs mm-hmm. uh, that you can shoot to get your predator hides. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's archery challenges, mm-hmm. uh, which at least for the one I did that uh, challenges you to shoot these. Paper lanterns that are on this big rock structure. Yeah. Uh, and if you get the at least the bronze, which is like 22 seconds, uh, you get a charm to go with that. Mm-hmm. That is pretty nice. Uh, I think it lets you shoot bows more or shoot arrows more quickly and potentially like three at once if you want, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty interesting and uh, it gets upgraded by the more that you do that activity. Uh, go around and complete the different ones, though it's going to require a lot of skill for that, because I think the, the gold time for that was like seven seconds, uh, which is ridiculous if you see the mm-hmm. the thing, but that's going to require a lot more skill on that, that than uh, you know I've had to in the past, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, and there's one other like event thing that was like Essentially, like Jin diving into his past memories of yeah. uh, his father's exploits on the island as he tagged mm-hmm. along. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of dark stuff in there. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of interesting story stuff that I'm looking forward to uh, checking some more out. The combat stuff is a bit uh, changed up a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, there are enemies that have seemingly one of each type of uh weapon on them that they just constantly switch through i also have a shield uh they have swords they have a big uh like staff kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, and they'll swap between them and sort of make you have to switch your stance uh to go with that yeah so there's kind of that kind of stuff to it that is pretty interesting so yeah that makes for uh, some changes, and there's also like shaman that show up. That if you let them keep playing, they will do, uh, or they'll they'll increase the damage capabilities of the enemies that are nearby, or let them attack more often. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some sort of weird influence that you definitely do not want. So they're kind of like the uh, the enemy that you kind of want to bolt for and try and take them out. But they have their own weapons as well, so you can kind of have to either pick them off with a, a bow, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, I think in the the grand scheme, it's kind of more Ghost of Tsushima. So if you like that, uh, it's well worth checking out. Uh, but if uh, if not, you know, it's probably not going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to putting some more time into that. So. Yeah, so I haven't actually picked up uh, this yet. Um, did you get the uh, 
PS5 upgrade, or did you just upgrade your PS4 one? Or uh, I got the PS5 upgrade. Gotcha. Um, I guess my question is, like, aside from the fact that it feels a little bit different in tone, because I don't know, like, from what you're saying, it seems a little more supernatural. Um, is this, like, kind of like a horizon where you kind of, like, um, it, it all happens in the middle of the story and you just go ahead and find another section of the map that opens up? Yeah, it starts at the beginning of Act 2. Uh, the supernatural stuff is definitely a bigger thing because he has, like, hallucinations to see his past that he has probably held down because of the trauma of what went on. And the mm-hmm. uh, the the expansion itself shows up at the start of Act 2, as that's where I got to, to open it up. Uh, essentially, like, once you open up that second part of the island, uh, it becomes a mission that you can go take on as you sort of see a, a group that they have sent in the, the Eagle tribe as sent to like invade the Tsushima Island, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Then uh, you're like, oh, well, this seems fucked. We got to go deal with this shit now hmm. instead of letting these people invade because they are, I don't know if they're feeding the like potion to the people, but they are uh, the sort of peasants that they are infecting are just fucked. They are like mentally disturbed. Uh, writhing on the ground, you know, incapable of really doing much. So you're kind of like, oh, this is this is not good. We need to deal with this right now. Uh, go on a boat. For some reason, take the horse with you. Or I'm like, no, leave the horse. Jesus Christ, we can get a new horse. It's not the end of the world uh, here. So, but conveniently, the boat that you get on gets struck by lightning and destroyed and the horse disappears uh, as well as the guy that was taking you uh, so I think one of the first missions you get is like let's go find the horse because fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, so that's kind of the the whole thing there gotcha and then I, I, I guess my, my, my last question is for the sake of my own uh, enjoyment um do you uh, unlock all the same trophies again? Like, do they pop like the same way the Spider-Man ones did? Or, uh, yeah, they just pop up. You just have to download your save to your hard drive, the PS4 save, and then when you launch it on PS5, it'll just have a button on the home screen. Just transfer saves. You pick the the latest one you have. I stupidly picked the uh, the one that had looked like it had the latest date, but it was from last year, not this year. <laughs> uh, so Beautiful. It was, like, a save Sounds an hour good. in. So I launched it thinking it was my recent save. And it was like, oh, I don't have anything done. It's like, oh, this. And go back and scrutinize the saves I was looking at. Uh, And even when I transferred the right save over, it was still attached. The continue was attached to the the other save. So I just, like, had to keep backing out and reloading the save, Mm. uh, which is my own stupidity for having that old save for no reason. Uh, But once I got it, it just... Launches in, uh, pops all the the trophies. I think they mentioned in the tweet they maybe like one or two trophies that you just have to go, like talk to a merchant. It'll pop the thing, so that it double checks that you've unlocked whatever it is. Uh, so you just look up the Sucker Punch or Ghost of Tsushima Twitter accounts. They'll have a little tweet thing that they mentioned about the trophies, but it should unlock everything that you've done. Uh, so you, if you've already got the platinum, you get a second, and then just have another 
another list to go through for Iki Island. Mm. But yeah, the nice thing is the activity cards, uh, if you haven't done everything, will cover the various missions you have available. So you can just launch right into that from the the dashboard, that kind of stuff. So uh, that is pretty neat. So they've done a nice job, and like the uh, the haptics are done really well. Uh, especially they have kind of uh, Wii style. Remember, like when you use the Wii remote and you buttoned over uh, the different letters or options on the menus with Rumble. Mm-hmm. You don't do that in the menus and that kind of stuff. As well as you know, when you're going around with your horse, uh, every step the horse takes, you feel a little bit of rumble for that, that kind of stuff. Uh, if there's one issue I have with uh, this whole thing, it's just a Ghost of Tsushima issue, which is you clear out an outpost and have enemies you know, around with stuff that they've dropped. Uh, oftentimes, like the, your good people swoop in, clear out the camp, and then you've lost all the potential drops you could pick up. Uh, so that's happened a few times already. And this, I'm like, God damn it, why don't you guys just put the bodies somewhere so I can go pick up other stuff? Instead of cleaning this all up and like destroying all the tents that might have stuff in them, uh, that kind of stuff. It's like really easy to lose it in a, a weird way. So, yeah, that's the, the, the director's cut and all that. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like the upgrade is uh, pretty well done for the PS5. Uh, looking forward to putting some more time into that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, diving in. We just have a lot of releases uh, coming up at the tail end of this month. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the other game I checked out is 12 Minutes. Mm-hmm. That uh, played like about 40 minutes or so of it on. Uh, the PC Game Pass version. Uh, the weird thing I was not expecting is this is much more of a uh, like old school kind of point click adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of directly controlling your character, you're controlling a cursor, and you know clicking on places on the floor for them to walk to or go to. Uh, and it all takes place in this apartment. Where you know, like the the main room, you get a bathroom a bedroom and a closet. Uh, so you kind of, every time the uh, the time loop cycle starts over again, you're like at the you know front door inside as your character, who is voiced by James McAvoy, is kind of uh, reeling from what just happened. And sort of knowing this is a time loop game, I just went and picked up a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. And your wife is like, oh, well, since you got all the shit, uh, set the table, and we'll have some dessert kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that. But I also had a knife. And it lets you just uh, grab the knife from your inventory. Uh, then you hold it to the wife. And he's like, oh, I can't go back. If I do this, I'll be a murderer. And then I had, her kill, had him kill her. Uh, mm-hmm. Which then the... Uh, the cop, played by uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, mm-hmm. barges in and is like, oh, what the fuck just happened here? Uh, and starts badgering you uh, about something that she has that apparently proves that she killed her father years ago, that he was somehow mm-hmm. involved with. 
whatever. Uh, and so kind of you keep going from there uh, in the second loop uh, once you're killed, usually. So far, I've been killed with every loop. I haven't run out of time or anything. Uh, you start to be able to talk to your wife and have different dialogue options for that stuff. Uh, you have different options for the ways to use some, th- some of these things. That is pretty neat. Um, There's one time where I just hid in the closet before she got out of the bathroom. That's how she starts every cycle that I've seen. So I quickly hid in the bath in the in the the closet and sort of watched everything happen like that. And I think lying on the bed causes time to move forward. You can exit out as it does that. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm playing the game too, and I actually like uh, went to the bed first, and I was like, "Oh, that was definitely the wrong way to do it." Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you can hide in the closet as well, uh, and so yeah, there's I was like sitting there watching, watching this cop just barge in and just know, attack everyone, badger, <laughs> badger the wife, uh, and it's looking around. And if you just stay in there, he never tries the closet because nobody thinks there's a weirdo hiding in the closet, I guess. Uh, but I decided to open it up, and he's like, oh, well, you too. Let's throw you down here, and uh, even if you're handcuffed, you can sort of get up, and he just fucking knocks you out and kills you in, like, one punch, which is a wild thing that you can do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was even tried with a knife. Like, as soon as she opened the door, I was, like, grabbed the knife out of the inventory and, like, held it to him, and he's just like, Oh, just grabs your hand so you can't even do anything with the knife and just fucking knocks you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun little ways to uh, at least have the cycle end in different ways, even though it's kind of all at the same hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of curious to put more time into it, but I also had some weird bugs uh, where my first actual run, uh, my character was talking to the wife and like just standing like, two feet from her while she's sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it just, nothing happened. Uh, mm. Couldn't click on anything to have a move. Couldn't uh, take the, uh, or she, she eventually got up and moved around me, uh, but he just couldn't move or do anything. So I guess I could have just sat there and waited for the cop to come and do his thing, but I ended up just quitting, seeing if there's a, sort of a save state you could have mid-cycle, but it seems to just reset to the start of that cycle that you were in. So there's like a little bit of uh, bugginess and a uh, weird way that some things can be done. Uh, so it's pretty neat. I'm curious to play some more of it and kind of uh, let this evolve in an interesting way, because I assume you know, like the way that Groundhog Day works where... There's that initial sort of horror of everything repeating, uh, and then experimentation, then him sort of actually using the time to learn more about people and the way things are going and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Figuring out like the the various like puzzle pieces essentially. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to play some more of that and see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, that's been my time with that. Uh, also been playing some more American Truck Simulator. Uh, working my way through Washington State, trying to do jobs through all the towns so I can get the achievement for that. Uh, so that's still been good. Trying to improve my 
uh, Steam controller uh, control scheme. There are a couple of duplicate actions on there. There's not a ton of actions I really want to do on there because a lot of it's tied to, uh, you know, uh, shifting to other gears. And it's like, I just let it handle that stuff. Uh, so I'm still kind of tweaking some of that. So that's like the, the main thing I'm working on to make that a little bit easier to control. Uh, which also brought me to loading up Euro Truck Simulator, which I have not played nearly as much as American Truck Simulator. And it's the older game, uh, or American Truck, it's Euro Truck Simulator 2, actually. It's not the first one. Uh, this one I own quite a bit of DLC that uh, goes from like the UK all the way out to the very eastern cities in Russia, uh, all the way down to even Turkey. Uh, up to the Nords. So quite a bit of land, uh, but I've uh, apparently lost a save at some point, so I had to start over, which isn't too much of a problem uh, with that game. Just had a weird situation just trying to get it set up initially where I picked the wrong type of automatic transmission where it required some different control scheme than what I was used to, so I had to uh, eventually figure it out that but then started using it yeah the big difference between that american truck same is that you drive on the opposite side of the road Uh, you're driving on the left side instead of the right so it's a lot of uh figuring out how all that stuff works uh so that's uh, a pretty uh tricky thing to figure out uh, especially when they have more roundabouts than we do in the u.s uh things like that that uh cause some issues uh but I started my uh, first headquarters in, I think, Cambridge, uh, England. Uh, so kind of separated from the rest of the of the continent. But I'm doing mostly doing some quick quests because early on you don't have your own truck or trailer or anything. So you're just doing quick jobs that automatically supply you with the truck and a trailer. And you just get going. So I'm just trying to do jobs to new towns, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, work my way through the through the country and eventually get enough to have a truck that can let me do uh, bigger and better hauls. So that's kind of been it for me. Brandon, how about you? Uh, well, as for me, um, I have still been playing Genshin Impact. In fact, I've gotten to the point where the uh, actual like main scenario has stopped. Um, so at this point, I have until the uh, you know the new uh, patch is added by supposed to come first September. Uh, I have technically reached the end of the game. Um, so in the meantime, I've been you know dicking around trying to find side side quests, uh, doing various temples and stuff, uh, trying to get new characters into my party. Uh, I've built up a fairly stable, respectable party of about, oh, a dozen different characters now, and keep in mind, I'm doing all of this, and I have not paid a cent towards the game, so um, I will say uh, I did finally get to what was more or less the piece de resistance of the Inazuma uh, world at this point, which is the uh, fight against the Raiden Shogun. Um, the Raiden Shogun is essentially like the individual who rules Inazuma, and it's also sort of like the avatar of their reigning deity, and 
she basically uses electro, you know, lightning attacks. Um, and the thing about lightning attacks is, on top of the fact that they're particularly nasty and dangerous, they also tend to stun you for a second, which, considering that this is a character that also uses combos a lot, basically means that if you're not well and prepared to go into this fight, uh, you will get your ass handed to you in a very short amount of time. Um, so basically what I ended up doing is, I got my main character up to level 60. I then proceeded to uh, make sure my inventory was filled with as much food as I could muster, um, specifically the foods that give you uh, most uh, strength, you know, that multiplies your strength, that, you know, ups your defense and helps refill your stamina faster. Um, Probably the... One I remember in particular that I took a while beginning is one I, and it's actually one you earn while you're still in Lee Yu. It's called the Adept's Delight, and it's basically a, uh, actually it's called the Adept's Temptation. And it's basically the in-game's version of a really famous Chinese stew called Buddha Jumps Over the Wall. That's literally the transliteration of its name. Because it's basically made up of like all the most expensive and hard to find ingredients you can find in uh, traditional Chinese cuisine at the time. Fortunately, it's not actually that difficult to find the look. But once I was able to get all that stuff together um, and also get enough people in my party that use earth based powers, because earth based powers, for whatever reason, are not weak against electro powers uh i was able to finally beat her uh and i say beat her in the most technical sense because you're actually not supposed to actually defeat her at this stage she's just being introduced what you have to do is you have to get her health down to about 75 percent at which case she then will take away all of the elemental powers that all but the main character and then you have to survive for another minute before one of your uh, one of the NPCs comes in and saves your ass. So that was fun, <laughs> but I finally got through with it. And uh, because uh, there's also um, some new stuff that's been happening, and because I played in a while, I decided to put Cyberpunk 2077 back into my PS4. Uh, now that I got you know a new hard drive and everything, and uh, it did a uh, it's it. I gotta say, compared to back when I originally played it, um, it definitely looks a heck of a lot better and plays than it did then. The graphics are much better. Um, I am not going into any like overly, you know, I'm not dealing with any blurry textures or anything. Um, so yeah, if you, you know, I would I. You know, unless you had, however, like a PS5 or a PC, I'm still not entirely sure if I would wholeheartedly recommend playing it just yet. Um, it's still um, spotty in some places. And, of course, if you don't have an internet connection, there's really no way you can get any of these, uh, any of these patches. So you're get, you're basically started with the broken mess that is the main game that you can't even finish. So. Yeah, but uh, that's about all I've been doing. So what about you, Dan? Yeah, um, I'm still playing um, 
the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, I'm, I've, I've talked about it plenty over the past few weeks. Like, there is just so much value in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm 60 hours in, and I've just beaten the third case in the second game. There's mm-hmm. two more left. I just started the fourth case, and oh my goodness. Like, mm-hmm. if you were playing this game from the beginning, there was so much payoff. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was already impressed with the game already. And now you're hitting me with like story beats that are like, I don't know, like right now this game just hits. Um, admittedly, though, like the, the, the last case I played, like took me a little bit of a while because I didn't really care for it. But um, with everything that happened towards the end of that chapter and leading up to everything that's happening in the game now. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Like the, the storytelling in this game is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, I, I, I talked a little bit uh, before about the casual racism that's in the game, and they've finally gotten to the point where it's uh, somewhat explained. So I'm looking forward to delving into that with more detail, and uh, hopefully by next week this game will be done. Um, and I also need a, need a few more trophies to, uh, you know, completely and 100% it, so I'm definitely looking forward to getting all that done. Um, aside from that, I've also been playing the WarioWare Get It Together demo, which came out on the Switch mm-hmm. a few days ago. And yeah, this one is a banger too. Um, <laughs> if you've played a WarioWare game, like you, you'll pretty much be in familiar territory. Uh, the one thing that separates this from like um, everything else is the fact that uh, every character in the game is usable and feels different, and they're they're going to be comp- they're going to be playing the same micro games. Whereas in previous um, WarioWare games, like each character actually represented a, a different theme of micro game. Whereas at least with the with the way the demo was played, like you know, um, every character can be on every part. You have one character who uh, who uh, just shoots things. You have another character uh, or Wario uh, can just uh, run and float and tackle. Uh, mm-hmm. You have another character who's like who has a sort of a sort of a twin stick shooter approach. So you know. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to compl- uh, to play with all these micro games with, with with different sort of uh character controls is interesting and mm-hmm. i'm only playing it single player the 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 true beauty of this game comes from the fact that uh a lot of these games are multiplayer now which i didn't even try so i am mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to when this game actually comes out which is actually rather soon and um a little bit looking forward to um you know um, taking advantage of the uh multiplayer uh in it so i plan on playing that with my brother and we'll see how that goes Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see what else I have here. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm also playing 12 minutes. Uh, Chris and I pretty much played the same amount, um, so I don't mm-hmm. really have the, anything uh, that much <clears throat> different to report. Um, mm-hmm. I do think the actual viewpoint is uh, a little awkward, though. I mean, like seeing as how like the game has semi-realistic graphics, but everything comes comes down from a top-down perspective is a little weird. Um, but I don't know, like so far, uh, I don't hate the game the way a lot of people on Twitter uh, seem to. But then again, these are all people that have all beaten it. So um, I've heard a lot of things about like, oh, the game doesn't earn its ending and whatnot. But I haven't played enough to really form that opinion. But so far, I'm definitely liking what I've played. Um, I haven't run into any bugs. But uh, to me, the controls, as as for the, the point and click stuff, are pretty finicky. Like, I still haven't gotten used to opening the menu and dragging uh, the items uh, I have to use in order to do certain tasks. So, and I don't even know like if everything like is supposed to take place within the same uh, apartment. Maybe it does, but I haven't been as adventurous with that yet. So, um, I'm, I'm I'm definitely liking the uh, the the trial and error approach. 
and uh, mm-hmm. the dialogue so far like is has been solid. Um, I don't really have any complaints, but I also don't really see much of a point in having Willem Dafoe or Daisy Ridley here. Um, mm-hmm. But aside from that, yeah, I'm 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 liking it so far, and we'll we'll, we'll continue to keep going from there. And I think that is pretty much it. Let me double check. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, so I think the the weird thing about 12 minutes is like you can't queue up actions. Mm-hmm. It's like when I was setting up the table, I was trying to place like one plate and you have to wait for him to at least start putting down the other, uh, the that first plate before you can queue up a second one. Yeah, like I, I um, some of the stuff I did was like, oh, I, I stole the cupcakes, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like I, I wish there were more dialogue options based on what you actually did before, because, um, one of my like frustrations when I first had like the, um, interaction with the wife was that, why can't I just like tell you that I know that you're pregnant? Like you have to actually like you know find the right items to do it, and sometimes you don't even know where exactly she was when she like gave you certain things, so it was complicated in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like dialogue options. Like, oh, I can prove it. I have to go find a physical item. Like, I don't know what I could use because it's like, why can't I just say, you know, this, this, and this that that were revealed in the last, you know, cycle? Exactly. Yeah, you have to have the actual item to like prove to the wife that you know a certain thing is going to happen. And I was like, well, you don't just trust me. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of uh, interesting it, because it's, you know, it's very much like an old school kind of adventure game. Where you have mm-hmm. to do things in specific orders or certain ways, and it doesn't really like you trying to get around it uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but it's a small team as well, so I don't necessarily blame them for not necessarily creating a whole new system that is very flexible. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, it, other it's, games would. it's totally been like six years in the making too. And like, if you were to look at previous from the way it looked before, it doesn't look terribly different. But at the same time, it does look a whole lot better. So I mean, solid progress was made. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to putting more time into that. Uh, yeah, and the WarioWare demo thing, I definitely want to check it out. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it's. Uh, I think the main thing I have an issue with is that the best thing about the other games is that you have direct control of the action. You know, it's like, uh, you know, hit this thing or, you know, do whatever, you know, it's a quick action and the controlling an actual character instead of just doing the action is uh, a pretty sizable change. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside I of think it comes with games. the fact that like, especially going through the previous generation where it was all on the, DS, like, you know, obviously you had the advantage of the touchscreen and stylus. Um, and yeah, you don't exactly have that now, especially if you want to play on on the TV. So yeah, I I, I get the approach, but I also understand what, what you're getting at there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm curious how that plays out in the, the full game, because I think the mode that they give is just one where it kind of just throws random uh, stuff at you, and whatever characters you have, it just throws them in, like, they each take turns, that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, I've done this one, but this character controls weird. How do I do this kind of thing? Which at least gives you some variety, but also mm-hmm. the, the way the game previous games work, they just kind of did the same puzzles. There would be variety to them, 
but it was just like, oh, you've got instead of three seconds, it'd be like 2.8 seconds. Gradually, each time you played, it was faster and faster as you tried to, you know, keep going with how many lives and it would throw in a boss fight every like 10 or 15, whatever it was. I believe the, the demo mode is just all mini games. So I'm curious to see like what the full game is like compared to that demo. But yeah, that is uh, uh, that. But let's get to some news. Yeah, so we got we got a good bit here. Uh, so I do Xbox. want to say that a uh, like get together is going to be a fifty dollars game and not a sixty dollars game. So I'm like, okay, there's gonna, they're, they're, at least they care a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that one turns out. Uh, but yeah, the Xbox team has revealed some more games coming out in the the last week or so this month. Yeah. Uh, a couple we knew about, obviously twelve minutes because that's how we're playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is also listed on here that we've known about. Yeah. But the surprises on here, there's a game called Recompile, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of a, a 3D retro, uh, like a Metroidvania kind of game, uh, but set inside of a computer mainframe kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, almost like a Tron uh, Metroidvania. With like a different style and all, it doesn't look like you know an old ass uh, uh, movie that's like one of the first to do CG. Let's see. There's also uh, Train Sim World Two for cloud mm-hmm. console and PC, which is you know a Train Sim game. Uh, so if you're into that kind of thing, you can check that out. Uh, there's also starting on August 26th a surprise announcement: Mist. Uh, the original Mist is sort of, I don't know what they've done to upgrade it, but uh, I assume it's made to work with a controller. So it's going to be on the <laughs> well, consoles. Nobody wants to play Mist anymore. <laughs> God, I hope that they did. They at least updated the graphics at least a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think they oh, have. Boy, that original is not aged well. Yeah, yeah. They, they even tried putting on DS, and that game was not good. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the other game here that's uh, also already out is Humankind for the PC Game Pass, uh, which is Sega's uh, answer to Civilization. Where I've seen it does a pretty good job with what it's doing. It's maybe doing a couple of things a bit different, but uh, that is uh, something that, uh, you know, people that have played Civ and have uh, hankering for a new thing, this is something that you can definitely check out. I've been hearing good things. Yeah. Okay, it seems like they have remade this mist. Uh, this is like an enhanced version of like the, the 3D mist sort of version rather than the the very old PC version that is like a CD-ROM, one of the first like CD-ROM games. That was kind of wild. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what's on there uh, if you're looking for a few things. But uh, let's see, Cyberpunk 2077 got a new update. Uh, so it was good timing for Brandon to get into it, because there is a very long list of improvements, yeah. fixes to various things, missions. They literally have uh, things that's like, oh, here's this mission that we fixed, this issue and this issue in that mission, like that kind of thing, as well as the various yeah. gigs, gig missions, and all this other stuff. Yeah, so it's one you, of their biggest patches they've done far yeah and it's got some new stuff 
Uh, it doesn't seem like anything amazing. It's like an alternate appearance for Johnny Silverhand. Mm-hmm. Or a new jacket for your character. Maybe two new jackets. Mm. Uh, an Archer Quartz Bandit that you can get after completing a certain mission. That kind of thing. So, nothing huge, but it's uh, some additional stuff to play with. Yeah, well, we're at that point with Cyberpunk where... I mean, I don't know how far it was into The Witcher 3's uh, post-game, but, um, you know, that game got a whole bunch of uh, DLC, and I think um, uh, CDPR has a similar roadmap, and, like, you know, before we even even consider all that stuff, they gotta, they gotta fix it. So I hope, like, you know, all these fixes are, you know, getting closer to what it has to be, because I'm not going yeah. back into the game until they come out with the next-gen patches. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems like it's a, a little ways away. Yeah. Still. It was like one is increase the number of slots for auto saves from ten to twenty, mm-hmm. or quick saves from three to ten. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're on PS4, uh, your PS Plus uh, cloud save stuff is going to cry at increase mm-hmm. items that are going to get uploaded. Uh, it's sort of <laughs> the same issue that stuff like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn does, where each one's named differently because it lists the the hour and minutes that you are into the game mm-hmm. and of that save. So every save is new, unique, even though it really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't need 10 auto saves and all these yeah. manual saves that are different. It's like, no, we don't need this. We just yeah. need make it all one file with that mm-hmm. grow as, as it needs to. But that's the thing I think needs to change a bit, but with the PS five, you can just have those, PS5 game saves, upload, and maybe we'll find out if there is a limit or not for items on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Cyberpunk. Uh, let's get the Rocket League. It's got a new update on the PS4 version that is uh, adding a new Ratchet & Clank bundle to the game. Uh, just by starting up the game, uh, you get a few different items. You get a decal for the for the Octane vehicle, a new boost that's based on the Negatron Collider uh, sort of effect. Two toppers that are those uh, parade balloons for Ratchet and Clank that are at the beginning of the game. They look really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's maybe one more item, but that might be it. Uh, so there's some free things there. I assume they are visible on other platforms, but maybe not. I think Rocket League might be the, one of the ones that filters that stuff so you can't see like the the weird Mario and Luigi hat toppers mm-hmm. that are on the Switch version on the other platforms or the uh, the specific vehicles that are on Xbox or PlayStation elsewhere. Yeah. So those are there. It seems like you can do that until January 3rd mm. uh, 2022 so you got some time to launch it. Uh, they've also got another update or part of this update is they are increasing the uh, visual options for PS4 uh, or mm-hmm. the, the PS4 version as it plays on PS5. So now you can play it at 120 hertz on PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new 4K 60 FPS with HDR option for the quality mode. Yeah, the 4K. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay, and the 1080p displays you use the game will render at 1080p super sample from 4K. There's mm-hmm. a performance mode that does a version of, they call it 70% of full 4K at 120 FPS with HDR. The UI runs in 4K. 
until you get all the other stuff. Uh, so that's neat. That's more mm-hmm. options. I think it seems like Sony's uh, dev kit for the PS5, as far as it's for the PS4 BC games, mm-hmm. is continually sort of improving here. So get some more options for devs as they want to add them in. So the same mm-hmm. way the save stuff uh, for transferring over to the from PS4 to PS5 versions of games is improving, uh, especially the way that you know Ghost of Tsushima does it, and I think uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order does it. That kind of stuff, mm-hmm. where just senses that the save is on the hard drive and just does a quick transfer. Yep, uh, makes it much easier. Uh, they're also going to have a new PS Plus pack uh, for PS Plus members. Been a few more free items in this new pack that is available on the 24th. Mm-hmm. So coming up on Tuesday, so there's that. And they're just talking about more about Season 4, like the stuff that's in there. So some new packs they're going to be putting in the store uh, for uh, mm-hmm. people to purchase if they want some uh, special items and vehicles and such uh, for 5 or ten, uh, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Some nice stuff there. Yep. Uh, and yeah, as Danner mentioned, there's a demo out now for WarriorWare Get It Together. You can yeah. check it out. Mm-hmm. Play like one mode, but uh, you can sort of play uh, single player or uh, co-op in that demo, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, you can sort of just check it out and check out a quick uh, fix of games if you need to. Mm-hmm. So there's that. The game is out. Is that September 10th? Mm. It's only in a couple weeks. Jeez. Pretty damn soon. Yep. Uh, but before that, Genshin <laughs> Impact is getting update 2.1. Yep. Uh, which, among other things, adds Aloy to the game. Yep. Also uh, pretty damn soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is next week. Uh, but yeah, that's if you have Adventure Rank 20 or above. Uh during the version 2.1 and 2.2 updates, uh, you'll receive the five-star crossover character Aloy and her four-star power Predator bow Yep. Uh, via the in-game mail when you log into Genshin Impact on PS4 or PS5, mm-hmm. uh, which looks really nice. And I like mm-hmm. this, uh, this current Sony that is basically partnering with a lot of games to get their characters into them. Yeah. And then a couple in Fortnite with Aloy and Kratos. Mm-hmm. Which I've been using Aloy a lot. I uh, haven't heard do some weird ass dances and all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's Rocket League with the Ratchet and Clank stuff. Mm-hmm. And now Aloy and Genshin Impact. So getting that out there seems pretty cool, as well as in this update, sort of the the rest of the main story missions for Inazuma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll include. Yeah. There's also going to be. Yeah. And. Uh... A bunch of other stuff like that. And uh, also importantly, there's going to be fishing. Yeah. They're going to be fishing now. So you can fish <clears> instead <throat> of, you know, having to actually dive into the water and pick the fish up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that there. how it works? <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. Yeah, you just run into the water. It's it's like everything yeah. else. You run near the item and it'll yeah. pop up. Like, oh, okay. grab this, grab this. Hmm. Yeah. You could do and that, of course, or... is only if, you know, your stamina can wise you. Yeah. Do the whole. At the, uh, 
have they gone into uh, detail about how the fishing works? I don't know. Like I, I've always been interested in like games that have fishing that aren't actually fishing games because more often than not, they're better than they should be. Yeah. Uh, pretty yeah. sure it's just like that. Your standard bait, the fish get it and then jerk it back. You know, probably not going to be terrible. I would say it's not going to be terribly complicated, but they also like their last update, like a really fairly in-depth like tower defense game. So I could be totally full of shit, and it might end up being far more complicated than I give it credit for. So yeah, the way we'll to see. describe it here is you can catch them and use them to produce fish meats. You can exchange mm-hmm. them for rewards. Redeem yeah. for new fishing rods from the Fishing Association, because, of course, there is one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also catch special ornamental fish that can be caught and raised in the Pool of Sapphire Grace. Mm-hmm. A new thing you can craft in your personal realm inside your Serenitya pot. Yeah. Serenity pot, I guess. Yeah, the Serenitya pot. Yeah. It's yeah. Basically, it's the game's version of, you know, house building. Yeah. Uh, there's also... A Lunar Realm event. Enjoy the fishing expert from Inazuma to seek out the legendary fish Lunar Leviathan. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Yeah, so that's that's that. That's the thing's coming out next week. So you'll be able to mm-hmm. do some more stuff. And yeah, let's see. Away the Survival Series sort of shown off at one of Sony's uh, state of plays mm-hmm. last year, maybe the year before. I forget. Uh, but it's finally coming out September 28th mm-hmm. for PS5, PS4, and PC. That's sort of a, an interesting game that is kind of just a uh, exploration, like adventure survival kind of game. Uh, but you're playing a lot of different sort of wild creatures. I think one of the main ones they show is like a sugar glider, but there's a, a few others in the game. That sort of stuff. It went up on uh, Kickstarter. Uh, back when it's shortly after it got announced. Uh, but yeah, it's finally coming out pretty soon. Going to be uh, interested to see how that goes. Since I backed it, I'll be able to play it. Though I've had a like beta version mm-hmm. that constantly gets updated, so maybe I'll have to start that up and see what that is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get to a game that I don't know if anybody actually wants this game. Uh, yeah. WWE 2K22. Yeah, it's finally happening. Uh, it's not going to be at the usual fall time frame. Mm. Uh, it's going to be out March 2022, as they did a teaser during SummerSlam mm-hmm. uh, for that. So no real gameplay shown, just more like mm-hmm. cinematic stuff in the the little 30 second trailer 2K put up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this. Uh, Interesting that it's not coming out in a, a traditional fall time frame. Maybe the team needs more time to work on it because of COVID and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's also been um, a couple years since the last game came out, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that uh, time frame. Or, I mean, not, not that you really had that tone, but like um, March goes into WrestleMania season. So that's the point where uh, ideally their fans will be watching uh, the program. So. Uh, mm-hmm. If, if, if yeah. they're listening during that time, it could definitely help, uh, you know, with the sales number numbers. Because especially since everybody's going to be totally into WrestleMania 37, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or, or 38, then you know they'll they'll, they'll totally be into it. Um, as for my impression of the trailer, like, you know, um, 
it honestly looks great for what it is. Um, but that hasn't been a problem for 2K. Like the, the games have always looked great, but have they played great? Absolutely not. Um, uh, especially that last iteration. Uh, so oh, no. uh, yeah. uh, I'm I'm talking about 2K. Was it? Was, yeah, 2K20. Like yeah, that one did yeah. not uh play well at all. And then going over to 2K21 Battlegrounds, I actually liked the game. It was it was a good party game. But it wasn't something that you would want to play the whole year through because it it, it didn't have that sort of cadence. Um, and yeah, honestly, like uh, as as someone who's, who's been a long time wrestling fan, have, have have even worked on a on the, on the staff for a mobile wrestling game. Like what I want to see is I want to see like AKI Corporation come back and do like an N sixty four style wrestling game. Like that hasn't been done since like uh, Def Jam Battle for New York on the PS two GameCube Xbox era and. You know, I don't. Uh, um, Kenny Omega of AEW says that, that that's the system he prefers, but mm-hmm. uh, I think Yuke's signed with AEW, so I definitely don't see them doing like an N64 style game anytime soon. But they're the best of the wrestling um, game developers there, and I don't mm-hmm. see why any of these companies don't want to give them any work. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate because honestly, they're the best. Like, if you go on like any. Um, wrestling game forum, they're still like updating No Mercy to the utmost using like you know various PC patches and whatnot, and they're they're really cool to see, but they're also like really weird to look at because the N64 games are not pretty anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think the thing about that is that the that team has changed quite a bit since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what their current name is, uh, but they the latest things they've been working on are the style savvy games mm-hmm. for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, Sin Sophia is what their name is now. Uh, and that's been pretty much what they've been working on for the last uh, bit of their time here. Like, and a game called a Japanese game called pretty rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very much like a, a kid's kind of game. So, and they haven't been really doing much like the Aki stuff. Uh, though I guess they are doing a Dragon Quest game, a <laughs> game, uh, the adventure, like an ad- adaptation of the the anime, the Adventure of Dai. Uh, so there's a weird thing there that they're doing. I would totally play Dragon Quest Wrestling. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna, that's like one of those things of people want you know 2K to do a new NFL game, and it's like, yeah, but how many of the people that actually made the games that you like are still there? And our, exactly. I mean, a lot of those 2K guys are in EA now, so it's a fine yeah, situation. It's like, how many are there? How many still have any sort of version of that engine? Because that engine is now three generations old. Uh, it's like, how much would that work? Like, it's it's a lot more work than the way people think it is. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. But yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the the newest WWE game. It says that they mm-hmm. will not be talking anymore about f- new features and wrestlers and the cover athlete and all that until January. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a while. So there's that. Uh, also going to be a while uh, if you're looking forward to Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, that yeah. has been delayed to next year. Yeah. Uh, as they say here, in addition to global events, which they put the uh, trademark symbol on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make fun of that, uh, 2020 saw us rebooting the narrative of our game. Yep. Uh, those two factors have delayed our release timeline, so we are making mm-hmm. what we sh- we're sure is by now 
an expected announcement. Goodbye, Volcano High will be a 2022 title, not a 2021 one. Mm-hmm. It's been a really hard year for many reasons. Mental, physical health, the team has to come first. So, yeah. Like, they've had issues that one of their writers is maybe not a great person. Mm-hmm. And so they've had to sort of uh, deal with that, probably get rid of them, uh, and redo a lot of the work that they did. Yeah. So that's part of why I think they are rebooting the narrative and yeah. has caused them to sort of uh, delay it because it's yeah. a lot of work to do that kind of stuff for this kind of game. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd actually, because, I mean, they had shown up on, um, I think it was E3, and then the game kind of, the game and the studio kind of went, went on radio silence for a while. So I was, I'd been wondering what had happened to them. Yeah, I don't know if it was E3 or one of those either PlayStation or uh, Microsoft presentations happening up next gen. I think it was in um, State of Play because it's a PS5, yeah. PS4, PC game. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it was definitely one of those. And yeah, that that one looked like an, an interesting one from a, the narrative side. But yeah, it, it goes to show that you know with the uh, with the new way of working as far as the pandemic goes, um, twenty twenty one is definitely harder than twenty twenty, mainly because like you know. Uh, at least 2020 already sort of had a roadmap, so you could already look at that. Whereas, you know, starting with 2021, like you can have the 2021 roadmap, but at the same time, with uh, restrictions continuously changing, it's mm-hmm. hard to really adhere to the dates that you're that you're uh, trying to hit. Yeah, and at the same time, with the, with everything happening in the industry, like you know, you want to make sure that your employees like have the the time to work and the time off they need. And mm-hmm. to me, that, that that's all that matters. Yeah, and indie studios kind of have to get it right the first time. Exactly. So they can take their time. Uh, and hopefully they've got, you know, the funding to make sure that can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, publisher, whatever. Uh, so they don't have to, you know, do all this work for years and then end up finding some issue that just ruins the the, the idea that they had. So, yeah, yeah. that's kind of a, a thing that indies can kind of do more so than bigger publishers who have, you know, stockholders and all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. they have to worry about that dictate what they can do uh, more so than indies can. But yeah, that's uh, that's that. But let's talk about something that's coming out this year, definitely, Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are hell-bent on getting it out this year, so much so that they're willing to uh, cut features from the launch uh, yep. feature list. Mm-hmm. And so the launch for Halo Infinite will not feature campaign co-op Mm-mm. or forge mode, which is like that. That second one is kind of like the big re one of the big reasons people buy Halo, especially the the co-op too. Yeah, people play through with their friends, that kind of stuff. So Halo Infinite is just going to be a a solo single-player game. If you want to play with mm-hmm. friends, uh, it's that multiplayer. That seems to be it for what's going to have. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it is unfortunate, but I wouldn't call it like a huge sacrifice. Uh, going off of the alpha builds that people have played for Halo over the past few weeks, people are are loving it. I haven't seen any bad uh, press or any like you know or any bad words about it. Um, and you know, as for the campaign, like we all saw the uh, gameplay trailer last year. Um, to me, it wasn't all that impressive, and a lot of people have the same opinion. Uh, but at the same time, like you know, anybody following Halo for the lore is going to go ahead and play that anyway. So I mm. wouldn't really say that this is going to be something that'll totally affect sales. But the main thing that'll be interesting is the fact that 
uh, aside from the from from all of this being available on Game Pass, is uh, the fact that the the multiplayer mode uh, for the regular multiplayer is actually free. So I'm yeah. in, interested in seeing how that will influence the sales of the single player campaign. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing. It's like if you have Game Pass, it would have been free to access anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the area, but now it's going to be free to play, so it's going to accessible to more people, especially now that they don't have the gold requirement anymore mm. for free-to-play yeah. games. So, that's a, a big thing. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how the monetization stuff works there. Yeah. Because uh, I think from what they've done with Halo 5, there are definitely some questionable stuff, like selling animations, you know, that kind of stuff that, you know, Fortnite does and all that, but I don't know if it's been as well-received. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it has been in others, but we'll see. Halo people can be finicky, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think the the co op thing is probably pretty big for uh, people that prefer that. Uh, but they'll probably still play it solo. But mm-hmm. I don't know, since they don't have to actually fork over money to do it. You know, there's not as much need to. Uh, play it day one if it's co-op is the one way that you want to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then come to it later whenever that actually happens. Mm. Probably next year, I'm assuming. We'll have to see about that. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, some Square Enix news here. Kind of news, I don't know, but uh, the, <laughs> the developers Tip-off. of Outriders, People Can Fly, have yeah. been saying in some sort of uh, what is this? Like a uh, shareholder notes, whatever they call this, describe this thing. Or mm-hmm. basically saying like they have yet to see any money from this, that any sort of royalties uh, from Square Enix, meaning that it probably has not sold well enough to hit whatever break even point for Square Enix, to which hey. that Outriders, uh, the developers would start getting a cut of the sales, mm-hmm. which. That can go quite a few different ways based on what the actual, you know, terms are. It's like, oh, is it based on pure money being made, or is it pure uh, sales of copies? Which then that makes the the Game Pass deal more scummy. Mm-hmm. Scraner's like, oh, let's get in on this Game Pass thing, so that will get more people in, but also maybe slim the number of copies, and maybe we'll not have to pay these people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like when this game came out, um, yeah. you're sure a lot of people played it, but I think the greater majority of people that actually did play it were hardcores who were already on Xbox Game Pass to begin with. Yeah. And that hype, from what I remember, only lasted about you know a week and a half, two weeks. And yeah. um, usually that's the point where, where with a live game, um, that's the point where you either you know decide you're going to spend money or you're not. And you know mm-hmm. that just comes with the with, with the evergreen territory with the, with the way it is these days. Because I don't really know anybody who's even played this game on PlayStation or like you know whatever other platform mm-hmm. other than other than Game Pass there was. And yeah, so I, I I definitely feel for the developers here. But at the same time, until like we know what the bottom line was as far as sales, uh, there 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 really isn't much to say here except you know let let let's hope that Microsoft had something for them as far as the the Game Pass deal. But mm-hmm. even now, I don't know anybody who even who still plays Outriders. 
And it, it's it's tough because whenever Square Enix makes a report about one of their Western properties, it's always at the fact that they didn't sell enough. So yeah, though that is in contrast to the way that they were saying Outriders is quote on track to become the company's next major franchise. Welp, we're just <laughs> like okay, uh-huh. that's the opposite of what you've said about you know Tomb Raider, uh, Deus Ex, Hitman, uh, Sleeping Dogs. Uh, all of which have done well, mm-hmm. but not to what then Square Enix president, uh, not the current one, was the previous one, but that's what they were saying, which is like, oh, these are disappointments because it needed to sell enough to make up for the other quote-unquote failures, even if the the failure was Tomb Raider being the best launch that the series has ever had. But... Somehow Outriders is on track to become their next major franchise, but it hasn't sold well enough to start resulting in, you know, royalties for the devs. Yeah, I I, I really want to understand how Square Enix tracking works. I mean, like, again, like, you had the Tomb Raider trilogy, which I, you know, I guess did badly, but also critically did well. And I know a lot of people that did have the game, so I don't know. I don't know if it was really a uh, a sales failure, but it was good enough to have three games. So, um, yeah, and you know, with with, with Avengers, um, we've seen like a huge drop in players, but uh, they also recently had the Wakanda release, which um, makes the game like a whole lot better than what we've seen over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And at least uh, Avengers is, is still seeing support even after the huge massive drop. So, yeah, yeah. I mean. That's it's it's really weird there, and then I'm, I'm sure you know as soon as we have some more information on Final Fantasy, where we'll, we'll we'll definitely see that one be a success. But it's yeah. it's all really weird to see. Yeah, it just makes me wonder. Like, was that Game Pass deal a thing to tip the odds into Square Enix's favor on this, so that they wouldn't have to pay them if it's based on physical or digital unit sales? Because there's no microtransactions, no expansions, nothing like that to get more money on the back end of this game's release. It's kind of a, a curious thing to see this play out. And, you know, publishers are in the business of trying to uh, put things in their uh, favor at any point. They're not there to often do things that are best for the developers. Mm-hmm. If it's not going to result in uh, an acquisition that then enriches everybody's ability to make money, mm-hmm. and so this is a whole weird thing. But yeah, that's business with corporations. Mm-hmm. As we know, Square Enix makes the best decisions mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why they're making this weird ass Final Fantasy game as like a Souls game, but it's based around the first games story which there isn't really a story in the first game mm-hmm. i didn't get a chance to play the demo but the lucky people that did actually liked it so who knows mm-hmm. yeah but then there's also that platinum game that has a really weird art style that people hated um, oh yeah the, like God. dungeon crawler action game they're doing it's like really fucking weird Mm-hmm. It, it it doesn't it doesn't look like anything they showed last year, which is mm-hmm. which was why what people got people excited in the first place. Yeah, and then they published that uh platformer 
from Yuji Naka earlier this year, Balan Wonderworld. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Balan Wonderland, and it I, ain't. I was one of the people who were really excited for that, and then I played the demo, and I was like, what the hell was anybody thinking? Mm-hmm. I am surprised that it's not on Game Pass or PlayStation Now. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even want to download it. That was yeah. Sad. Yeah, but at least you wouldn't have to pay for it to check it out. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was you just, just a demo. On, I immediately uh, canceled my right. pre-order, and I was like, all right, we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, you could play it on the cloud, and it would feel exactly the same as the local version of the game, which is not good. <laughs> but yeah, let's get to uh, some events here. Pokemon Presents. Not really a ton of news here, but we did get some additional details about some of these uh, big Pokemon games that are coming out. Uh, yeah. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, they have a few new things that have been added. There is trainer customization. So when you start yes. the game, you can sort of customize the look of your character mm-hmm. at least a little bit, uh, like yeah. the more recent Pokemon games. So there's that. You don't have to necessarily take the, the same character, or, you know, one of two characters, I guess, male or female, mm-hmm. uh, to that. So there's a little bit of that. I guess you can customize the Pokeballs with, like, little effects on them, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That is uh, interesting. Surprising it took them that long to figure that out <laughs> as a thing that you could do. Uh, sort of the way that a lot of free-to-play games have that kind of stuff. Uh, for cosmetics, so that's a bit weird. Uh, and there's also online multiplayer, so you can play against other people. It may not be very good multiplayer, but it'll be there. So you can play with uh, the Pokemon from this generation against others. And I guess they yeah. mentioned something like a Grand Underground, which is like a seems like a post-game kind of thing. Yeah, you have like a little base of operations in this like underground, whatever, and you can put like statues of certain kinds of Pokemon that influences what uh, sorts of Pokemon will appear mm-hmm. nearby as you're probably trying to get shinies and whatever. We're adding some interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm. I guess it's also going to be compatible with Pokemon home, but not until next year. So <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the features here were, you know, were stuff that we've seen on, on switch iterations of various Pokemon games, like trainer customization doesn't come as a surprise. Uh, Pokemon Pokeball decorations, I believe, was actually part of the original game, but that didn't matter at all. And then online multiplayer has also been around with the Pokemon games for a while, but um, obviously there were some uh, technical uh, difficulties as far as like going from version to version. So I'm not sure about the intricacies with this one, but I'm sure it'll you know make people happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as, as far as the underground thing, like that was something in the game that I didn't take part in uh, in the original game. Uh, but it seems like they're making it matter a little more, especially as far as like Pokemon hunting goes. So that should be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time I'd uh, really spend on that. But um, yeah, if, if this is a Pokemon game that anybody is on defense of, um, I would hope that their, their, their reasons, other than the fact that, oh, it's just another Pokemon game, are... A little bit more deep because like as i've said on previous uh episodes of the podcast like uh the Sinnoh games uh definitely have some of the best lore you'll find in any of the pokemon games mm-hmm. okay so yeah uh along with that game's release on november 19th i think it is mm-hmm. uh, there will be switch lights designed after the uh the two legendaries yeah mm-hmm. Pal- at yeah, least on the Dialga. back uh, that you can get. So there's sort of your uh, 
specialty Pokemon design for these lights, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people specifically want these ones. Mm. Uh, especially yeah. with uh, the shinier new ones coming out a month before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it chalked chuck this up to another uh, weird Nintendo decision. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, like you said, like I'm I'm a little shocked that they didn't just go ahead and make another OLED one with like mm-hmm. a, a, a different dock and maybe some new Joy Cons because they they can definitely make some coin off of that. But mm-hmm. um, looking at the release of um, was it Sword and Shield? Um, mm-hmm. They they also had uh, um, they also had a, its own um, a switch light and yeah those are rare now so there is a market for these um, mm-hmm. granted maybe not all of them are the type who actually, who plays them and open them right away it's it's it's, it's definitely a, a resale market but you know these these will 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 sell out uh, but I personally don't see much of a use if it's not an OLED so mm-hmm. yeah I assume these are more for are the weird Pokemon fans or the kids? Mm-hmm. It does have a cool look to it. I mean, like, you know, the back is, like, a little bit more, you know, um, aesthetically mature, if you will. Like, you know, it uses the the, the, the shiny paint to uh, outline, you know, uh, Palkia and Dialga. Whereas mm-hmm. the whole um, the whole system in general is, like, a metallic gunmetal. And that's a really, really sleek color. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I mm-hmm. wish that was, like, part of the regular Switch lineup, but... Yeah, from what I can yeah. see, this is the only color that's close to as is like a light gray, but all the buttons and sticks and all that are a l- even lighter gray, like maybe a white. Yeah, mm-hmm. not to that. So this has black buttons, uh, sticks, and all that. Uh, with yeah. like a dark, very dark gray that looks really nice. And this is mm-hmm. definitely one of the more sleek looking switches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to see what the other switches look like. That was the. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what um, the original Joy Cons had—the dark button. So the the dark gray switch looks mm-hmm. a lot like this. Yeah, yeah. The the switch light had like white buttons or something. Like it, 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 they looked fine, but it doesn't look nearly as sleek as this one. Um, yeah. Like my uh, my personal favorite uh, special edition switches so far are the Animal Crossing one because of those those uh, pastel Joy Cons, as well as the white uh, backing, as well as the dock. And I also like the Monster Hunter one, which which I have. So, yeah, yeah. See, that's what they do: is they make the switch lights look like crap, and they bring this along <laughs> two years later, and they get you. I don't know if they're any mm-hmm. more expensive or not. Probably not, unless they include the game with it, which I doubt. Yeah, of course they're not going to put the game with it. Why the hell would you want the game bundled with it for a switch's design? Not to mention, you have to choose which versions. So I, I definitely don't don't see that happening. I just bundle it with both and add one hundred twenty dollars to the cost. Just go all out, <laughs> gutting these people with one system that plays two games. Mm-hmm. Special edition packaging. It's like, oh, you can only play this game, but we only had the one switch, so you had to take my copy out and play with yours. And so how are we going to transfer anything mm-hmm. between each other? It'd be the dumbest way to do it, but it would be a very Nintendo thing to do. And people will still buy it. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, but then there's Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is the, the more new game, which people were assuming played. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like Breath of the Wild for Pokemon. It actually doesn't kind of seem like that. It seems more like a Monster Hunter. That'd be a Monster Hunter stories. Yeah. Because uh, you are in a village as your like, big settlement base mm-hmm. area, so like a Monster Hunter. Uh, you get assignments or requests that require you to go out of the village to 
maybe study areas around or uh, whatever the hell it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You return to the village to prepare for the next task in that quest line, and that requires you to set out on an excursion, mm-hmm. uh, which will stop one of the base camps nearby that serves as an outpost, which, you know, you can rest to heal up your uh, trainer, I assume. Your trainer mm-hmm. has health if you're going to be running out on your own. Uh, yeah. Healing up your Pokemon, and you can craft items. Yep. Very, like, Monster Honey-type stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, makes, which actually makes kind of a lot of sense if you're going to go for something like that, but it's kind of wild for Monster Hunter stories to be very, like, hey, what if Monster Hunter made Pokemon? Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and the big Pokemon that shakes things up is, like, what if it's, like, Monster Hunter? Mm-hmm. Which are, like, two of the biggest franchises in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely has its parallels to Monster Hunter. Um, but you know, when you watch the trailers, it's still very much Zelda. Like the the environments look totally alike, and then the music like sounds the same. You you you, you wouldn't like um if you were to play that music, and I've I've never heard it, I would have guessed Zelda. Guess Zelda first. Um, yeah. But yeah, like uh, everything about this game is shaping up pretty well so far. Uh, one of the things that really caught my eye was. Uh, when specific time this caused the Pokemon's eyes to turn red and attack the player. And I was like, oh, look, this is getting real. It's, it's bringing back vibes of uh, Pokemon, the first movie, when Ash tried to punch Mewtwo and he died because of it. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it seems like they're really trying to raise the stakes in that regard. They also showed a little bit of, a, of, a, of the battle system, which uses the same uh, four-move turn-based format. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it also seemed a little, a little turn-based. So uh, it seems like they're going for a Final Fantasy VII active uh, active turn-based format, and I'm I'm totally here for it. Uh, I do wish it had more of a, a like like a tales vibe, where you pretty much could um, equip whatever a move you've learned to like you know whatever button you want to put it on, so it becomes easier to just uh, do things. But considering that you have full control of the trainer um, as your Pokemon are attacking, is definitely an interesting setup. And I'm wondering, like. <laughs> What it would be like for the trainer to die. I'm not, like, I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be like a typical game over screen, but that's that, that, that's definitely something uh, beckoning on my mind. And um, mm-hmm. the main thing I was looking at was um, the game is uh, appearing to perform a little better. When it, when the game was yeah. first unveiled, it seemed like it was chugging, and then when we saw it again during the OL, uh, the, uh, the the Switch OLED reveal, it seemed like it got better. This is uh, this this trailer made it seem like more more in between. Like uh, they they they've made some sacrifices in order to to make things work. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like the the main thing I'm going to be interested in well, when this game actually comes out, if it actually comes out in January, is mm-hmm. uh, whether it'll perform well. So we'll see there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They showed off some of the new Pokemon, some of the the variants that are from this region. Oh yeah, that Growlithe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite looking quite droopy, and yeah. a Pokemon that is the evolution of Stantler called Weirdeer. Yeah, why would they it call makes... it Weirdeer? Like he's a this, weird deer. I mean, like you, you look at the. I mean, well, yes, but when you look at it, it, it seems so majestic. It may maybe even godlike, and you go, "Oh, hey, who's that? That's Weirdeer." Oh my Jesus! Okay, uh, they they are like Dragon Quest, where the pun is more important than anything else. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is kind of their their beholden to, but at least Dragon Quest it makes uh, a lot of sense as part of the charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon just like ah whatever, you know here's a garbage yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> here's a Pokemon that's a set of keys. Mm. Yep, those exist. <laughs> 
God, um, you remember that one? Uh, that one. Uh, that one episode of South Park where they did the whole parody of the Pokemon franchise, Chimpokomon, and Chim-Po- turned out that one. Is, yep. And one of the Chimpokomon is straight up just a shoe. <laughs> well, we're, we're nearing that weren't. point. Yeah, we're nearing that point. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of it for the Pokemon Presents. They talked a little bit about other the other games, mm-hmm. but nothing really interesting there. Yeah, no, but no, no Pokemon Sleep yet. They've uh, this was actually the longest Pokemon Presents presentation, and I thought as a whole it was pretty good. Everything was put in the right place, so I have no mm-hmm. criticism with that. But where is my Pokemon Sleep, man? That was shown like two years ago, and I still haven't gotten it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, let's get to QuakeCon news. There's two big bits of news there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out a remaster of Quake. It's on everything, PS4. Yeah. Uh, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One and PC and Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PS5 version's not out yet. It's a PS4 version, so they plays by PC and all that. They say they're still working on the PS5 version, uh, and I think the Series X version uh, soon as a free upgrade. Uh, yeah, and if you already have Quake on Steam, this is another thing that gets added to your accounts. So you can have uh, the remastered version. They'll have, I assume, like 4K support, widescreen support, enhanced models, dynamic lighting, all that kind of upgrade stuff, as well as the old original soundtrack from Trent Reznor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just in case you want to know what era of uh, pop culture this is from. And why all the boxes of nails in that game have the Nine Inch Nails logo on them. Well, now you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's also on Game Pass, as well as... I'm not sure about the console version, but on PC Game Pass, uh, there's Quake, Quake 2, and Quake 3 Arena. Mm-hmm. Conveniently, no Quake 4, unless it maybe was already added at some point. Uh, that's like the the dark sheep of the series. Yeah. As they were kind of making an Xbox 360 game in every way. Yep. People were like, ah, we're good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that... Yeah, the, the first game is much more campaign focus. Yeah. Uh, there is multiplayer. Uh, yeah. They tried hard on the, the campaign stuff. Well, weirdly enough, so the thing about the first Quake, if you read that book, Masters of Doom, they'll basically tell you how the first Quake game came along. And basically, well, famously, um, uh, they famously used to have the philosophy that, you know, it's a nice addition, but it's not necessarily, not necessarily, you know, necessary. And because of that, that first Quake game, they were basically working on, like, two projects all at the same time. Mario's group working on RPG. Um, Carmack's group was working on another first-person shooter. And then eventually, Carmack just grew it. Take all the RPG first-person shooter. And that's how the first Quake came into existence. Yeah. That's why the enemies are so bizarre and random. Like, that's why, oh yeah, there's like a knight with a sword, and suddenly there's a dude with a chain sword. You know, and then suddenly there's robots, and it, it makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. It's like a fully 3D shooter compared to Doom, mm-hmm. which was like a, a pseudo 3D kind yeah. of game. Uh, 
But yeah, this version also has cross-play, mm-hmm. so you can play with people uh, on the other platforms, uh, dedicated service reports, all that kind of stuff, as well as it has uh, expansion support. Uh, so there has all the original expansion packs for Quake in the Machine Games Dimension of the Past DLC and a brand mm-hmm. new uh, experience called Dimension of the Machine. So there's a good bit of content to this. I think it's mm-hmm. 10 bucks. Uh, on any of the platforms, so it's not a bad price for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how well it holds up compared to like Doom, mm-hmm. which was you know fairly simple in terms of uh, the way it played and had a really nice style that holds up pretty mm-hmm. well. Whereas this is very much like looking at a 3D first-person shooter that came out uh, before the PS1 came out. Yeah. So I mean, keep in mind this is a this is a P. Uh, first-person shooter that came out before Half-Life. Just yeah. remember that. That. Was, that was 98, I think? Yep. So yeah, this, I think Quake came out early 90s, like 94? I think it came out like 95 or 96. Mm. Or it might have been, yeah, it might have been earlier than that. You gotta remember, though, that back then, you know, PC games, they used to release okay, them. 96. Yeah. That's what I thought. June 96. Yeah. Okay, so that was uh, Nintendo 64 era. Yeah, okay, it so was. a little bit later than I thought. Yeah. That was, uh, that game is the real land. There's a real old school PC term for it. <laughs> yeah. Before uh, major online competition could happen, land take their PCs with them and they would you know, the local analog net and be able to do multiplayer that way. Yeah, so there's that. I assume they'll do Quake 2 at some point. Mm-hmm. Kind of do the way they did Doom, where it's like, oh, here's Doom, then Doom 2, yeah, Doom 3, Doom 64. Yeah. You know, they put up that, I think Quake came out on the PS1. Put mm-hmm. that version out. Why not? Yeah. Put them all out. Yeah, there's Nintendo 64, Saturn. Oh, there wasn't a PS1 version. Maybe there's that Quake 2 or something. Mm. I don't know, but uh, there's that. Well, at least with Doom 64, that was like a different game. Mm-hmm. This, I guess, was just a pure port of this. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Last bit of news. The least surprising news. There is a new version of Skyrim coming. After what joking about it at E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Howard made it happen. The anniversary edition coming out exactly ten years from the first game's release, mm-hmm. uh, November eleventh, twenty twenty-one. Because obviously they went for eleven, eleven, eleven back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be a free upgrade for those that already own the uh, what special edition on the. Mm-hmm. Uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Oh, it's a free upgrade? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool, because you know, all of these games that keep getting re-released every generation, you know, uh, Resident Evil 4, Grand Theft Auto 5, Skyrim, I continue to buy, but I never find time to finish these. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying, like, this will definitely increase my chances, but I'm glad I don't have to buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are... I assume 
making it look better in 4K and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is good. Uh, they are also adding a couple of things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they are including 500 unique Creation Club elements, mm. as well as, oh, uh, it says it might not be free. I don't know. Oh, mm. wait, no. Users who own special Skyrim Special Edition for PS4, Xbox One, so mm-hmm. want to upgrade to the PS5 or Xbox Series versions of Special Edition will be able to do so free of charge. But also says above here, users who already own Skyrim Special Edition will be able to upgrade to Anniversary Edition for an unannounced cost to access its additional content. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I mean, that's all additional content. If you want to play Skyrim for the sake of playing Skyrim on, you know, whatever TV or console you have, get the upgrade. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I'm hearing here. I don't know, but that's that's weird. Uh, additionally, current and future owners of Elder Scrolls Five Special Edition mm-hmm. on any platform receive access to three free pieces of Creation Club content: fishing, survival mode, and new quests with "quote unquote" saints and seducers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what is this paid upgrade thing? That's the confusing because all I heard was free. And maybe this article is just written weird. I don't know. I don't know. From, from the way you read it, though, it sounded like more content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's saying that the anniversary edition comes with 500 plus Creation Club elements, which is a very weird thing to say. Maybe the fact that uh, these, uh, the fact that the consoles can't be patched like the uh, with with mods, like they like the PC version can. That would be my mm-hmm. guess. No, they have mods. Uh, let's see. The anniversary edition includes Skyrim Special Edition, 74 creations, all 48 currently available, and 26 to be released. They mm-hmm. showcase over 500 plus individual elements such as quests, items, armor, houses, etc. Yeah, that's and existing owners also receive the option to purchase an anniversary upgrade for their special edition version of the game to gain access to all additional content. Weird. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be free. Okay, maybe the hmm, current and future owners of Skyrim Special Edition on any platform, including the Xbox Xbox Game Pass subscribers, receive access to three free pieces of creation content. Uh, So you have a free upgrade to the enhanced version. So maybe it's not getting the anniversary edition, you're getting an enhanced version. So it gets some sort of upgrade, update thing that makes it run or look better on the PS5 or Xbox Series X and S. This is a very weird thing to do. Then there's the paid version to upgrade. That's the anniversary edition. It includes all the currently available uh, Creation Club items. So that's what I think that is. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting that for free. But you're getting like a thing that will better support the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S capabilities for free. That's weird. And not having a price to announce for this thing that's going to be available in less than three months is also maybe not the greatest way to do this. Mm. But people are so wrapped up in the memes of, oh my god, they're porting it again, like mm-hmm. Todd Howard said. Uh, that Everybody joked about at the, the E3 show. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, you'll be able to keep playing it on your new consoles, it'll maybe look a little better, you'll get three free items so you can fish, so that's good for Phil, or not for Phil, uh, Dan Rib. You'll be able to fish in a game that wasn't necessarily made for it initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, you can also do yes. survival mode and all that. So, so I forget if you could catch fish in the original, if you just had to run into the water, and if you were near one of them, you could just pick it up. I don't remember if there was that. I don't God, know. It's been years since I played Skyrim, so I have no idea. I was too busy picking up dishes and mugs and shit. And all the other there. random crap that's around there that you forget, oh yeah, you can get encumbered, but... <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's that's that. So, that's a weird thing. I'm curious to see more details for it, because the way it was being shopped around, is like, oh, you get this anniversary edition for free. I don't know, maybe it doesn't seem like that. Maybe they found a new way to charge for it, or maybe they'll just say, we're Microsoft, we can afford to give you this shit for free. Fuck it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh well. I think that's going to be it for the show. Uh, thank you to Brandon Danner for joining this week. Uh, we will be back next week with a new slate of news as yep. the month is closer to ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're getting really... It's it, Honestly, you know, September is almost here, and you know what that means. Green Day. We are no other friends. <laughs> I forget which song that is. I think it's on American. It's Wake Idiot. Me Up When September Ends. It's from yeah. off of their American Idiot album. Yeah. I, I think I remember that being on a on some show. Was it Daria? Yeah. I definitely did not watch Daria, so I wouldn't know. I think they had a special that was about her being annoyed that the summer was here and she wanted to be in school. Mm. I don't remember, but there we go. That's a good way to end this. Yep. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Let your uh, friends and family know about the show. Uh, let your enemies know about the show because you might not like each other, but you can share one thing in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that will lead to a new bit of respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that will do it for this week. Thank you everybody. Have a good one, and we'll see you again next time.